Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. We're going to talk to somebody today that you've probably heard of. He's done some amazing stuff. He talked about networking, opportunity, and trust. And today we're going to talk about the trust side. He's a very successful business person and so forth. He's authored some of the best books on these subjects. His name is Jeffrey Michelle. Jeff, first of all, welcome to the show. I got to ask you, was trust kind of the natural kind of finish from way back in the networking days where you're making all these uh, connections and so forth, but there has to be a level of trust. Was that just kind of the next logical uh, phase in in those uh, connections? Well, I mean, there's no question that if you're a networking person, you, you have to be a very trusting person because you're putting people together and you take risks. If I introduce you to someone, something goes wrong, I'm, I'm at fault. And I, I don't have an issue with that. I, I, I love making that difference. But candidly, the book about trust has nothing really to do with that, my first couple of books. It, it more is the genesis of a horrible experience in my life. And that is I had a crooked partner whose name is David Kushner uh, that, aside from stealing huge amounts of money, it's a sociopath, fake names, fake email addresses, sabotage, forgeries. Uh, most recently, his wife went off a terrorist in Boca Raton. He's being investigated. He's being sued by the planet. And stupidly, you know, I, he was with me for a lot of years. He ran operations in my company, a company called Paradigm. And he, uh, there were so many signs. I trusted him implicitly. And I, I kicked the can in the corner. And I, I had to shut down that company in 2019. It was a very costly and a devastating experience. And I, I really got mad at myself. I really became very irritated with myself because there were all these warning signs and all sorts of things that I avoided or I was negligent about because I saw them and I did nothing about them and then the roof caved in. And I started really thinking about this word trust. And then I looked out my window and I started looking at the world as it is today. And I started to realize trust in this country is at an all-time low. I mean, a bottom. In my lifetime, I've never seen it as bad as it is now. So I started doing a huge amount of research on the subject matter, read everything, listened to all the TED Talks, and I said, wrote this book, Trust is a Double-Edged Sword, Trust Me, uh, on, on the gamut of trust that, because everything in our life, the pillar of it is trust, and we just have to be much more aware. I want people to be more aware. I'm a very self-confessional book. I, I, a lot of embarrassing things, horrible things happen in my life. I share them because I want the reader to do the same thing for themselves and walk away and just be much smarter and be much more aware about something that's so crucial. You make such an excellent point because all you have to do is look at the surveys and you can see politicians never been trusted less. Uh, The media never been trusted less. Some of that come from the fact that we have things like social media and so forth, which can't really be checked. And we have to get better at how we trust. Well, it's funny you bring that up because the chapter in the book, one of the chapters titled is What Happened to the Humans? 
and I talk about you know these great advancements in technology and you know all these amazing things like I, you go into a tunnel or go across a bridge. And I remember a time when you had to pay somebody to tell to do that. You know now you, you don't have to do that. You've got these great technologies, and you fast forward to all these amazing things: our phones and artificial intelligence, which is very dangerous. And to your point, social media. You know what a you know incredible thing that we go there, but it's very dangerous. And you know, do you know what a deep fake is? Do you know what that is? Yeah, you mean like from the football side, you know, where you you're gonna go well, along? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that 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 could that could be that's probably the original definition. But it's actually if you go on your phone, if your listeners go on their phone and go to the app store and they, you type in search deep fake, you'll see apps that enable you to do deep fakes. What's a deep fake? I could take your physicality and put a giraffe's head on your head, and you, and you could speak, and it sounds like you. But where it becomes severe or where it becomes dangerous. And there was a segment on 60 Minutes about this um, about four months ago. And um, imagine if, if during we were in Afghanistan, Afghan, during the war, and American soldiers were burning the Koran, and they, someone took a video of that and put that out on the social media. What would happen? Or in today's world, with the degree of you know, antipathy toward you know, the, the prejudice, if, if if someone like a, a, someone, a minority person is hung in the park and there's a guy standing in front of him, let's say a white guy laughing, you know, what would happen in this country if that hit social media? These deep fakes, the potential and danger of these great technologies is omnipresent and we just don't think about it enough. Well, let's just get to the basics first of all. How do you trust somebody? I mean, you know, I mean, you meet somebody, you meet me somewhere. How do you get to that level of trust? You can look up stuff about my background, but what else can you do to, you know, how does that work? Well, there, there are a bunch of things. I mean, you know, number one, never defy your gut instinct. Your gut instinct, 98% of the time, is spot on. And if you feel something's wrong, you know, you run to the hills. Don't, don't violate that instinct. I did. I made big mistakes. Look. The way people do things, whether they follow through, whether they, they, they tell the truth, that comes out over time. You see how people are and how their behavior is. You know, there are, you know, signs that are indicative of, of you know, not trusting someone. You know, someone pretends to be a really good friend, but behind your back, you know, says things to other people about you or is jealous of you. You know, there are all these little things that if we become much more conscious of, would delineate, you know, trusting someone or not. But it, it, the key number one barometer is your gut feeling and really the actions of what people do and the way they stand up, you know, toward what, the, you know, the, the commitment of what they say they're going to do. Now, some people will screw up. Doesn't always mean that they're untrustworthy. It does raise some red flags. You know, you don't want to get to the point where you don't trust anybody. But at the same time, you, you don't want to get burned several times. You don't want to ignore those red flags. You, 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 you never want to ignore red flags. And look, I'm always going to be a trusting person. I'm just a lot smarter about it now. I've made such serious mistakes that have been very costly to me in, in a lot of regards. And, uh, you know, I now sit back and I, I'm much more cognizant. You know, Ronald Reagan said it, and he said it in regard to the Russians, trust but verify. You know, you always got to verify. And, you know, if you see something's wrong, then it's something wrong. And you, you can't not avoid it. I'm not telling people not to trust. I know people say, I don't trust anything or anybody. Well, that's a pretty sad state of affairs. If you really think that way, that's a very dark way. I choose not to be that way. I choose to trust. I want to trust. I want to be helpful. I, I, wrote, the, I wrote these books to make a difference. I got people coming at me. One person said, this is the most important book he ever read, the new one, because it made him realize things in his life. And he said, it, just, it really sh shook me because it made me think. We just got to think more. 
Yeah, and thinking is the key because if anybody looks back and you're all over uh, YouTube and so forth, one thing you recognize when you're talking about networking is for the guy, hey, this is a really nice guy. He looks like somebody I could be friends with. And so, well, you don't want to lose that, but at the same time, you wanted to make sure you learned your lesson so you didn't repeat the thing. So it's really kind of using that brain and really thinking about this that really is, really allows you not to lose that personality. Correct. And, you know, we, we are all responsible for ourselves. We just got to be much, much smarter about, uh, you know, what we do or what we don't do and, and, and look at things for what they are. It's not, it's not a hard lesson, but it's a lesson that you need to have. And the, the distinction is that if you keep making the same mistakes over and over again, well, shame on you. You know, you, you've got to take responsibility. You've got to be smart about stuff. And, you know, some of the things you worked with I wanted to talk about, you know, I saw, you know, luxury car industry. Well, there's always that fear. Let's talk about going and buying a car. Do I trust these guys? And then when you have to get them fixed, do I trust them? And it's a, it's a kind of a fine line because you don't want, you know, you're going in and you, you kind of have to trust them because you don't know how to fix a car. But at the same time, you want to feel comfortable handing over your, uh, you know, six-figure car. Well, look, you know, I, I don't think it's limited to cars. It's really you know, any sort of commerce or anything that you do. You know, you've got to be cognizant, of, you know, of the possibility of someone not being, you know, legitimate or, or, or you know, do what they say they're going to do. You know, the used car salesman, you know, scenario is something that's been vilified for a very long period of time because they, you know, the shenanigans that when they sell you something, they typically they're, you know, selling you lies. You know, they're not actually telling you the truth. And that's just a, a stereotype that's existed a long time. You know, like anything else, you know, you, 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 you get maybe, you know, a few different quotes on something. You know, you go one place, you go another place, and you, you know, you, 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 you trust but verify. You know, you've got to, right. you just got to do a little extra, you got to do a little extra work. Well, and the other thing is, if you're a parent, this is an important book to get. You want to get it right away because you want to start teaching your kids that right away because they're going to go through a whole life of stuff. And you're talking about having your kids go out and date. You're, you're going to vote for people. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to share something with, with you about regarding kids. That's like it's something really important that your listeners don't know. I'm on the board of something called the CPR Foundation. It's, it stands for Community Police Relations. We're about repairing the antipathy between law enforcement and the community. We do all these amazing things like we give away 2,000 turkeys for Thanksgiving. We don't give them away. We give them to police who go to people's whole doors and knock on their door. One of the things that we're extremely active in right now is a very serious problem in this country, which is human trafficking. Young kids up, you know, from like nine years old to girls up to their 18, 17, are, we are the worst the human trafficking in this country is over the top. It is so dangerous. A young girl went to a Dallas football game with her dad. She was 16 years old. She said to her dad, I'm going to go to the bathroom. He left her phone on the seat. She never came back. They found her in Louisville, Kentucky, drugged out of her mind, and obviously been violated. This is happening all over the place. We as parents have to be, uh, keep our eyes on our children all the time when they're in like areas where they're big department stores where you don't see them because they're being abducted all over the country and there's terrible things happening. People don't know this. And it's really very scary. So, you know, to talk about trust, you know, who would think that, that that type of thing could happen and it's happening all over the place. Yeah, and you don't want to become over suspicious, but these things are happening and like you say, like that story just frightens the heck out of me. I hear that and 
I think of all the people that have kids that age, it, it, it's really a, a scary thing. And you, you can't just say, well, that won't happen to my child. I, you know, we, we, right. we raise them right. That's why this book is just so fascinating. And that verifying thing is so important. What do you do, though, when you have to make a split decision? Jeffrey, and you kind of like you don't have, you can't verify. You say go with your gut, and I think that's a good idea because there's probably some reason that your gut is telling you that. Correct. Look, there's no guarantees in life, and you know, and there's no 100% correct answer. You know, I, I just say that your gut 98% of the time is correct, and if you feel something's wrong, you run to the hills. Uh, but you know, look, there's, there's, the only guarantee is that we all know that we're going to die someday. And, uh, you know, that's going to happen. And the reality is all the things that we do in our life, it's by trial and error, and we learn, and hopefully we learn, we become smarter, and we become more uh, knowledgeable about stuff. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, this category of trust, you know, back to the beginning of the conversation, across the spectrum, it's, it's so negative now. You know, the media, you know, the media, it's like, it's a joke. You know, it depends what station it is. They have their own agendas, the politicians. You know, it's all about them. You know, we can't believe anything we're being told. And it's just very scary what's going on in this country. That's true. And also, it's it sort of... It gets you that way, and then you become one of these people where you pick a side, and yet you're not thinking anymore because you're just trusting what you're told originally. See, so you're not even using your own free will, which is terrible. It's it really is. It's it's really a horrible, horrible thing, and you know the ramifications. We we we've seen things happen that you know become very extreme because everyone has agendas, and you know they take advantage of these things for their own particular benefit. You know, this horrible thing that happened in Memphis, which is just terrible, you know, that guy getting killed the way he did, you know, that, if, if, if and this is unfortunately the reality, if, if those police officers were white, we would have buildings on fire in the country, we'd have also, it, it would, it, the, the result would have been 10 times worse from a reaction perspective than we, what the, rea- the reaction is very bad. This is a horrible thing that happened. Those are bad cops. And it's, there's no excuse for it. But you think about the agendas of some of these movements that go out there. Yeah. You know, you go back to, you know, the, when that guy Floyd got to the BLM movement, they, they're set, setting garbage pails on fire in the street, breaking into stores, all sorts of, you know, what's, what, where's the justification for that? It, it was a horrible thing that happened. But there are horrible things that happen all the time. But it's such a small percentage of, of what goes on out there relative to you know, law enforcement. Uh, it, it's just a terrible thing. Well, Jeffrey, do we get to the point where we don't trust ourselves? Well, there's a chapter in the book that titles it, Do You Trust Yourself? And that's a great question because, interestingly enough, people, most people don't trust themselves. They don't totally trust themselves. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that's very introspective that you need to think about. But, you know, I totally trust myself. I, I really do. I, I am very confident. I've written three books. I'm on boards. I've got several companies. I do great. I totally trust myself, except when I don't. And I will tell you honestly that there have been times that either I did something or I didn't do something because maybe I really didn't totally trust myself. And it's, it goes deep. There are a lot of, lot of aspects. I got a 25-page chapter, a 20-page chapter on that, on that subject. And it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. So what do you do? I mean, is, is it a matter of going and getting in front of the mirror and saying, all right, if I did something, you know, I, I got to get past that rather than letting some bad experience kind of repeat the same outcome? Well, again, you know, we all learn from our mistakes, or we should learn. And uh, the, 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 the idea is that, you know, these experiences make us smarter and, and not to make the same mistakes. That's why they call, you know, the word team isn't a word in my vocabulary. It's an, actually an acronym. 
together everyone achieves more. And if you have friends or people you respect that you know you got to do something, you got to make a decision, and you feel you're not 100% sure, you, maybe you don't trust yourself as to what you should do, bring people in around you that you, you, you have confidence and, and, and get their opinions. Now, that's the benefit of you know, a team. One last question for you, Jeffrey. You mentioned in the book that looks and attractiveness can have an effect on how you trust. That's interesting. I mean, it made me think of a book I read years ago, Dress, Dress for Success, where he, he, you know, he did a lot of testing on that in certain suits. Uh, people trust more than other color suits and what have you. It, so is that something you've got to keep in mind and, and really be aware of to, to go to that next step? It, it, that, that, the chapter in the book that you're referring to, the title is Beauty is in the Eye of the Beholder. And I talk about, you know, the advantages of very attractive people, very pretty or very handsome people. Do they, are they better off from a, a result perspective in their lives? And the answer is yes. You know, they, they, they get more recognition. They get more attention. They get paid more. They, you know, seem to be liked more. And, and it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a real advantage that you take advantage of, but then it flips, you know, so the, the point of that chapter is, but do we trust too much our physicality and what happens when it flips? What happens when it, you start getting older and you, and you don't look as good? And you know, you, you've been riding that, you know, that, that, that horse for a long time because your physicality was an advantage or, and even this is an, a, a real example of, you know, I know for fact, that CEOs in New York City, a bunch of companies, people I've spoken to, will not hire a very good-looking receptionist. They will not hire good-looking receptionists. Why? The Me Too movement. They're afraid that you hire a very pretty receptionist. It's very easy for that person to make an allegation. Whether the allegation is true or not doesn't matter. You're guilty by the allegation, and it could really do tremendous damage. So I know CEOs that drew the line. They will never hire a very attractive receptionist. So if you're, that's what you do. You're a receptionist. You're a really very pretty receptionist. Because of your physicality, you went the other way. Wow. <laughs> that, that's a frightening thing. People always think they've got it made, and that, there you have the switch. Also... What if you look like somebody, you know, like you look like a politician that a number of people don't like or something? Well, I mean, <laughs> it could be. I don't know if that's something that's already, you know, that happens that often. Uh, you know, you might get teased or goosed a little bit, but I don't really see that as being a major issue. This book is fantastic. It's called Trust is a Double-Edged Sword. Trust me. I love the title. All your stuff is great. Jeffrey, where can people get that? And really, in all your books. Well, they're they're on Amazon. You know, I think they're in the stores. I mean, Amazon's the easiest one. The, the publisher also has it. You get directly from the publisher. It's, it's Zilbris, the publisher. I just want to also point out that if you look for the book, my name is Jeffrey Michelle, but I had to use a pen name uh, as the author because I go into detail about my crooked partner David Kushner and the stories of what the sick person did, and the publisher was you know afraid of liability, so they made me use a pen name. So the author of the book is Way Will. And that's a combination of my middle name and my son's. My middle name is Wayne, and my son's middle name is William, hence Waywill. So Waywill, trust is a double-edged sword. Trust me. You can get that. And for everything else, by the way, the last name is, is spelled M-E-S-H-E-L. They're all great books. I think they all should be in your uh, business library. Jeff, thanks so much. Really enjoyed talking with you today. It was a, it was a pleasure. You have a great day. Please follow Vegas Never Sleeps on all social media platforms, which includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Manji reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. 
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. Call 800-923-8625. That's 800-923-8625. 800-923-8625. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-605-4650. 800-605-4650. That's 800-605-4650. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel it's that easy so call now and start packing call right now 800-267-1806 800-267-1806 800-267-1806 that's 800-267-1806 Holy gentle giants, dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants Life Enhancing Dog Food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. 
If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply. Call 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295. Again, 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295.